Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Well, hey, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for welcoming us, Charlotte. (laughs) Glad to have you here as well. We totally didn't force you to do that. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Glad to be back. I know. It's been a while. I was so excited. I remembered when we said, oh, let's have a meeting on Tuesday. I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to force you to talk into a microphone (laughs) for 45 minutes. When you say it like that, you really sell it. I mean, I'm going to offer you an opportunity yeah, would share. you like to pour into the church through modern technology? Which is not that modern, right? I think Podcasting. I started listening to podcasts. Maybe in two, maybe, I wonder if they came out in 2006 or 2008. Yeah, early. Because yeah. I remember like before, when I was started in ministry, everything was subscription. So the best, all the really? best like youth pastor trainings, you would pay a monthly you'd pay money per month and then they'd send you a cassette of leadership <laughs> teaching. That makes sense. But I could never afford any of them. Right. Should we switch to that format? Cassettes. Would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then to your doorstep. you'd have to buy books and I was too broke to buy books. Yep. And so it was around, I feel like it was 2006 when all of a sudden I discovered, and they were probably existed a little bit before that, but podcasts and blogs. And that's the year I grew. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was like, I finally could afford something because it was free. And uh, like, and then I just started like just eating as much as I could, reading, reading blogs, reading, listening to podcasts. 2004. Was uh, or or I don't understand how when you Google it the big bold answer is 2004. Then the write up says in 2003. So in 2003, the first modern podcast launched. Yeah, so 2006 is probably right when, it, when the church started getting in New in. Hampshire in a church with dial-up internet. I discovered <laughs> right. That's crazy. That checks out. It's weird for two reasons. That doesn't sound that long ago. But it is. Um, It sounds forever ago for me. In 2003, I was two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're closer to 2075 than we are to 2006. Get out of here. (laughs) What kind of math is that? No, but don't worry, guys. His biblical knowledge is so great, though. (laughs) We're... We're closer to like 2050 than we are to the year 2000. I don't, maybe in two years. No, right now. 1999. No. Something. We're not yet because it's only 2023. Right, right, right. right. But it's one of those things. uh, Someone's um, posted one of those recently. I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, I've heard one one that was like, we're closer. We're closer to... No, 2070, then 1970. It was something like, we keep talking about the 1970s, like they weren't that long ago. Yeah. We're almost 100 years away yeah. from that now. The way the way we talk about the 70s is how Charlotte talks about the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. I feel like, well, I feel like we're, we all skip one. You'd probably talk about the 70s the way I talk about the 80s, the way she talks about the 90s. Yeah, I was I was born in 81. Right. 
So you saw remnants of the 70s. Yep, I lived and- through the Ninja Turtles creation. Ah, Founded yeah. in Dover. A lot of people didn't know that, apparently. Know that. Yep. When were they founded? How old? It was 1986, 1987. I was just trying to make up a correlation to the fact that our church has been in this community. Like, you know, a little known fact he attended. <laughs> no, we do think, though, we do think one Easter, and there's no way to prove this or confirm this, but we think Stephen King's brother came to our Easter service. Someone oh, yeah. told me that. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of your, which he, at that time he did live in Dover. Yes. There's not too many people that look like Stephen King. So, And he does. Stephen yeah. King, I, this is my only claim to fame. Stephen King's brother taught me how to drive. Oh. He, he was a driving instructor. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Stephen King's brother. And it's like, that's all he had to talk about is that he was Stephen King's brother. And like the second you'd Google it, you'd be like, oh yeah. It's like the same looking guy. That's my claim to fame. Wow. Does that make you a better driver? That's why you drive so scary. That's That's why your driving's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll give part of the credit to your car. Yes. That's, yeah, that's why my, yeah. It'd be like, all right, we're going to, today we're going to learn how to pick up hitchhikers. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes. Here. Pull over. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, he was a calm guy. We just would, the one thing we, he loved, uh, what is it? Chester's chicken, the gas oh, station Chester chicken. Oh, Chester fried chicken, man. Yeah, that was like whenever we do our hours driving, we'd, we'd always pull in to get some lunch at Chester's chicken. Yeah. Just became the piece. I wish, Um, yeah, I probably haven't had that since the 1990s either. I don't even know what Chester's chicken is, so I only know of one near Sanford, near near Lebanon. If you go from this building, the Dover building where we're recording towards like Lebanon, Maine, I drive by a Chester's chicken and I talk about Stephen King's brother every time. So back when I grew up as Chester fried chicken, I think like KFC used to be called Kentucky Fried Chicken, a similar thing. Um but it was yeah, gas station fried chicken. It was name name brand and it was all around, and it was at least the three times I had it really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. There's um. There's, I was driving. I wasn't allowed to get food. Oh, uh, oh, that's worse. I just had to smell it and want it, and he yeah. didn't listen to him eat it. Just <laughs> <laughs> on on this other fried chicken. Uh, sorry. Normally, all of my awkward. Noises into the mic are just before we hit record. I apologize. I forgot <laughs> we were recording already. I thought we were just sitting here talking about Chester's fried chicken. Um, so this Sunday was a really fun Sunday. We got to finally, after how many days of praying, we said 21 when we handed out the cards. It ended up being... I think it was close to two counted. months. Close yeah. to two months that we've been praying, praying. We finally had information to yeah. share with the church. Um, and it seems like we had a lot of excitement, a lot of positive messages coming through in the general uh, Slack channel from other locations. Excited for the opportunity. And yeah. uh, how's that feel for you to be at a point where now, all right, it feels like we can go through it, you know, talk through everything. I, um, you know, I asked the church to pray for completion 
And when, um, when church was over, I just felt really confident or really glad that we're all praying, that everybody's praying now. That yeah. like took a big pressure off. Um, and so, yeah, we just got to keep praying. It's a great opportunity. It's not done yet. Like the, right. the deal isn't done yet. We're under contract to sell it over and buy another building, but it's not done yet. So, right. but yeah, I feel really confident now that everybody's praying. Yeah. Absolutely. Because everything that we prayed, right, it seems to have happened. You know, we were praying for direction, got some direction. I think yeah. the the week I said pray for a response yeah. because it had been 30-something days right. where they sent an offer and they, they were just like, yeah, we got it. And that was it, saying nothing. Then they finally responded. Uh, and then we prayed. Oh, what was the thing we prayed after that? It was another specific word. Uh, a decision. Yes. And the board and I had a decision to make um, on whether or not to accept the offers we've received. Right. So we were we were 100% in unity in that. It was really a non-discussion. We just talked it all through and everybody was like, I motioned this. Yeah. And all in favor, I was really for such a big decision. Yeah. It was an easy decision. Yeah. Which is great. And that came through people praying and yeah. having peace about that. Now we're praying for completion. Yeah. And so I just feel really confident. Yeah. That is gonna happen. Really exciting. I um yeah, it was great to hear um, you know, here here in Dover we we talked a little bit about what that would look like because obviously the people attending here needed to now start praying about like, all right, is that, is that a crazy drive? Is it, you know, working through anything else? But it was so great. One thing I told you that I was so like proud of our church, their questions were so great. They, they think not of themselves, but of still the lost and how they would interact. Right. The questions were still so focused on reaching one more. And, you know, how does this, how does this position us better for this? Have we thought about how we're still going to reach out to these people? And I loved, it wasn't like anything like, right. you know, selfish, like, so can I finally get an office or like, you know, right. yeah, yeah. It, uh, or I'm trying to think, um, is this going to fix the sound? Like there's no, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, I loved that. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. And you're nervous, right? Because you are. You are um, up, you know, upending people's world. Like church is a stable and a constant. Yeah. And now, surprise, here's a huge change. <laughs> yeah. And you never know how people will respond to that. People can, just because change is hard, respond in yeah. a very negative way, even though they don't want to. Right. And um, so that's like part of that, but. I don't normally receive too much of the negative if it happens, but I, I, so far I haven't heard of any negative. Yeah. Um, and that just encourage you, if you've got it, definitely come talk to me. Yeah. Because I've heard, anyway, um, but not about this. <laughs> yeah. Come talk to the people who are a part of that. Yeah. I, don't just people, pull your friends in. 
I, I don't know if I should share this, but it's the podcast. It's, it's discipleship. So let's disciple. Let's disciple. Let's learn um, how to glorify Jesus in this way. When we were praying about the opportunity, people were getting pretty mad about the opportunity. I don't know who. It could have been two people, probably two people. But, <laughs> like, you know, I just said. Pretty upset about yeah, it. Yeah, if it's, if this is what they're going to announce, I'm going to be so mad. Mm. And that wasn't at, it doesn't really matter where it was at, but don't, don't think that way. Yeah. Don't prepare to be mad. The, the, it should probably be, man, I'd be mad if they announced this, but God, I'm going to trust right. you. Yeah. And I just asking you ahead of time to yeah. work in my heart, allow me to <laughs> receive whatever they tell me and to trust you and not to panic. Right. And we have always got to bring it beyond our preference. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, pretty pumped. I mean, I don't, because of the the contracts and stuff, I'm trying not to right. give too much information on digital format, but we, um, none of the other locations know we're selling Dover and purchasing a, 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 a building of a closed church. Yep. So that's the plan. It'll be 90 days, 120 days, hopefully. Um, 90 days, hopefully 120 days max, we think right. till we're closing on all the things. Yeah. But yeah, in faith, I started packing file, my file cabinets <laughs> I today. I, <laughs> I came in, I'm like, oh, okay. And, I, and, I, and it's not an easy job because I tend to keep everything. So I'm trying to think of what I, I saw in there. Testimonies from teenagers from the very first youth convention I led as youth pastor. So that's that would so have cool. been April of 2004. Wow. So testimonies from teenagers and that. And wow. that's before the podcasts. Y- yeah. <laughs> How many more testimonies did you start seeing when you actually were learning things? Um, in, in my file cabinet today, I found um, a, um, a birthday card and a, and a gift card the Babies Are Us for Benton's first birthday uh. that I apparently lost in the still a gift card. Babies Are Us. I got to check out mine. Yeah, that gift didn't age well for you. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, good good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's exciting. And obvi- obviously there's, there's all these things with change and we even think through what a, what a blessing this building has been. And, and you've even talked through, you know, you got some, my kids, your kids, like this is, this is a home building, right? Yeah. My, my kids are sad. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't care how nice that building and is. And one of them's mad. So when I called <laughs> Michelle, I'm like, after church, I was calling her, we're talking on speakerphone and she was leading Milton location, which had over a hundred people on Sunday. Yeah. That's amazing. That. So yeah. cool. And um, I said, no, it's really mad. Like, I don't know. I don't think anybody's mad. It was like, really a good atmosphere in our business meeting after service. And then I hear in the background, I know one person who's mad. Right? <laughs> I know one person. <laughs> Him. Him. <laughs> I'm holding this. Uh, but I get it. Like that's, that's yeah. home, right? As bad as everything was in the building we had before this. 
Yeah, because we've sold a building before in yeah. 2013. I missed that We closed the Barrington building. Yeah. And so does my first son. Like, why did you ever sell that building? Yeah. I'm like, dude. If you only knew yeah. <laughs> what was between this those was, walls. <laughs> that was a different, right? That was, um, when we sold that building, it was out of need. Like we needed to, we had two locations. We yeah. needed to close one. And we had just secured renting this Dover building. Yeah. Which was so much better than the building we owned. Yeah. And so we we sold that essentially to, we were in a storm. It was like to cut an anchor. And um, so that got us out of our problem. This, selling this building is a whole different circumstance. Yeah. This is a, just a hand of God blessing. Um, and so one of the things no one's talked about, but I don't know if they've thought about, or at least maybe I thought maybe people would respond that way. It's like, I just put a bunch of money into helping us to expand the auditorium or we gave a lot of money to buy this building and now we're just going to sell it. Right. And I would just say anything that you've invested in here, it's the parable of the, of the loaves and fishes. God's multiplied it. Yeah. We bought the building in 2016 to sell it seven years later. Yeah. It's been multiplied. Yeah. <laughs> it's been multiplied. Yeah. And we're so. Well, even the principle of, uh, of taking care of the things God is giving us, yeah. stewarding what he's given us. I think for us to put as a form of worship to take care of what we have, it's like God's just, all right, you can take care of nice things. Yeah. Let me bless you <laughs> with right. something nice. Yeah. Take care of it. Right. That right. type of like, that's kind of how I received it. When we just finished this and then we find out people are battling over trying to buy the building. It's like, okay, all right. That, that comes uh, to me. It feels like it comes straight out of us caring for what we have. Yeah. And God just being ready. You know, we've seen people start attending church just because the auditorium got bigger, which makes no sense. Like, why was that? Why does that grow us? We didn't change our marketing. We didn't change. Yeah. We just made the auditorium bigger and now more people start coming. And I'm just anticipating God to do the same type of thing as we move to a to an area that can hold even more. We can have even more kids and we're just going to see now God trusting us with that. And yeah. so, yeah, I don't view it as a waste. And No, you know, yeah, because it, it, it was an investment that yes. God then... Because we're not selling the building for less than we bought it for. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It is not a loss. It's God multiplication effort. Yeah. So cool. So this week, um, we went through Like Jesus, the the Like Jesus series. Um, this week changed a little bit, right? Um, initially, when I looked, we saw it was a little bit different of a focus. What what brought us in to glorify like Jesus? Did I look at the wrong document or did you feel like you wanted to add a week? I didn't remember changing it, but now I remember. <laughs> As, <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't remember what it was before. Patient. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The... Um,
I don't I don't know what caused it to change. I, yeah. I, I think um, the, I must have looked right before the Asbury revival and the Grammys. That illustration, I wanted to use that. Yeah, that was so cool. And it didn't it click into it didn't click into a previous week. Yeah. So I I think that was. Yeah, I mean it was it motivator. was a fantastic shift. Yeah, the, I think it was the a great shift. Was good, especially like I didn't even realize the time frame of that. I'm also very out of the loop on news events. So. I felt like yeah, when you made that mm-hmm. connection, I felt like. I'm an idiot. I didn't even realize <laughs> that. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so sweet. Look at how they worshiped you for four minutes. Yeah. Watch what my people will do. Yeah. And it was not even just at that location, but that was, I think it went to February 24th, maybe. That yeah. was 24 7 for, yeah. you know, 20 Yeah. And you think days. about even the uproar news coverage of that, um, I forget his name, Sam Smith, Sam Smith, like that media coverage versus the media coverage of the Asbury revival and it breaking through. Like even that is like just crazy Um, Mm -hmm. how much uh, people were traveling there. People were vlogging like Instagram influencers were showing up to be like, we're just trying to figure out what's going on. Like, are they forcing these students to stay? We're trying to figure out. (laughs) Yeah. And people doing all these reviews of what they were seeing. And it was just that connection we never made. Me and Haley were sitting there when you said it. And she was like, oh my gosh, I never thought. (laughs) So we were there with you, Charlotte. Yeah. Just like, wow. Okay. Um, So that was really cool. Um, I liked, I liked the week. As a whole, I think uh, I think that shift um, was really great, and I love. Um, I feel like for the past few weeks, you've had you've had such grounding scripture throughout throughout everything. You 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 came in with the miracle offering scripture so uh, message so well backed by scripture, and I love that you've been you've been doing that in this series, like. Let's make sure we're not forcing anything and you just come in with scripture after scripture. Yeah, they've been a little bit more Bible study. I love it. So obviously we always preach differently depending on what we're preaching about. Some are more story driven or some are just one one verse that we just, like if I'm going to preach love your enemies, we're just going to, we're going to have that one verse. We're just going to essentially beat it to death. We're going to hit it from every angle. Right. And just, yeah. it'll be one scripture. Like, how could you, there was not a lot of scripture in here. Well, there was a lot to dissect in that, yeah. in those three words. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these were more of a study and setting some sort of theology. Mm. Because it's easy to say, like, Jesus was generous, be generous. But, <laughs> right. You know, and try to twist it. So give me your children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, very much. Um, yeah, I don't know what stood out. What stood out for you, Charlotte? Um, I think the biggest thing that I I appreciated is where you started was you started with we have to see God's glory first before we can even glorify him because mm. if you don't understand that like you're not going to be able to glorify him to the, your greatest extent at least. So I think us being able to understand who God is and how glorious he is was a really great way to start. And then where you went from beyond that, like how we can actually glorify God 
was really impactful because it's not just, well, we need to glorify God. Well, why is it important? It is important because God is glory and, and how that plays into things. Yeah. I, to, to me, like, cause I've preached on glory a bunch of times before and we've sung a bunch of songs about it. Great song this week. Oh, I appreciate that. I get on a lot of, um, indie record labels yeah. coming at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not the reggae world. That's interesting. No, Christ Afari really took that out of the Christian music. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Yeah. You can look it up while we're I will. While I'm talking about it. But glory seems, it is either like really a charismatic idea. And so it's like the glory of God. Yeah. And it's Glory mystical. is something I yell during service, right? It's mystical and it's... Um, and it's, uh, man, in my mind, it's like a um, like a heaven scene, you know, where it's like a bunch of weird colors. All it's like <laughs> gasoline on the lake water. It's like that. that that's the glory. The iridescence. Yeah, the iridescence. That's the glory. It's iridescent and sparkly and warm. and And I think certainly that is a portion of it that we'll yeah. see and experience one day and we can experience in our life. But it's also his great power, his great kindness. Christ on the Christ hung on the Christ when he was hung on the cross was him mm. being glorified. Mm. Which is really yeah. again not how we're yeah. gonna see or experience glory, but it you know, I've stepped into, he stepped into God's assignment, which is, which brings glory to God. Yeah. And it glorifies the person bringing glory to God. Anyway, it does feel complicated, but I'm just trying to help people yeah. to get beyond the cinematic version. Yeah. Do yeah. you think because of that, people often miss God's glory when it's sitting right in front of them? Like, because they're looking for the, like... Uh, the spectacular like vision or like audible voice of God to just like come and be like, this is my glory. We're like, that does happen, but. Well, yeah. Well, I, what comes to mind is people want the, um, the supernatural, ex the, the really supernatural yeah. experience, but not like the daily experience. Mm. So I, I love the wedding, love the honeymoon. Love the 50 year anniversary could do really do away with the rest of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh no, no, there is giving each other Kleenex when you have a cold. Right. There is, um, going grocery shopping. There is, you know, it's a lot. The glory of marriage is not a wedding day or a 50 year right. celebration. We've finished this marathon. Like it, that's not the <laughs> that's not the glory of a marriage. It's in the sacrifice and the servanthood and the yeah the forgiveness and the grace and the um and service. If I didn't say that already, mm. and so 
I don't know what my main point was, but oh, people miss it because they're like, well, this is too mundane. Yeah. This is too ordinary. And I only want to experience God in the extraordinary. Yeah. No, well, God wants you to experience him in the ordinary, right? In, every, in, in your work, in, you, in what you eat, in what you drink, live for the glory of God. Yeah. yeah. That means even the ordinary things of life can be God glorifying and can lead people to know him. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And those are the things, you know, that really break down walls when people when people are just simply living in in the presence of God and living out like just I want to love people like Jesus loves people like like it talked through like you talk through like being glory agents letting your light shine I think there's like two types of people that I've seen in my uh, workplaces outside of church where there are the Christians that that are like coming in hot they're coming in hot with the gospel message <laughs> and it's about a big thing like and they go straight to their huge testimony which is always great and really powerful but then you know they're they're lazy at work but they want to talk about all this other stuff and and all of a sudden now it's not shining the light the same yeah. because the fruits aren't matching the stories you're telling and they come in and share their big testimony tell everybody how they're a christian and then quit without notice <laughs> yeah yeah and just like and so it's like bad representation mm. and um and I always felt convicted that I never represented loud enough in my workplace that I never really represented loud enough and you know and yeah. I but I remember moments where you know we I worked customer service so if someone you know we didn't froth the milk right or something we'd have people blow up and people are like, you're not going to yell at Jeremy. He's he's holier than the Pope. Like they make references. I'm like, I, I have never talked like that. And and then they struggle with something and they're just like, what do you think about this? And and all of a sudden starting to realize, wait, I'm like the weird token old man right now because I'm just slowing down, you know, just just yeah. a random thing and not, not, trying to, not trying to brag. It's just, I realized, okay, I'm loud enough and I'm trying to just live the way Jesus wants. And, and, and that's how I've tried to glorify him in my workplaces and trying to see that. But I know when I'm trying to like focus on the big stuff, it's all those little things that I think the enemy likes to work in and, yeah. and distract. And so I see that. I think focusing on just the big miracles, are it's great to remember them and to let those carry you through the hard times. Yeah. But that can't be, that, that's so one dimensional. I, I have something from... Uh, I think it was last week. It was honestly funny because I didn't expect, expect this at all. But I forgot. Uh, I work at a restaurant now for anyone who doesn't know on the podcast. Customer service. Customer service. Slinging tacos is what I call it. Um, this plate is really hot. Don't touch it. I say that all the time. <laughs> do I have my money back? I burn my hands. <laughs> I do have burns from working there. Um, but sure. um, th I forgot to leave something at the restaurant, a cash out that I had, because you you basically pay the restaurant all of your like cash that you get. Anyway, I forgot something and I had to go back in a day that I don't normally work. It was like a Thursday night or whatever. So it was like heavy staffing. And I, I remember walking in 
And the entire staff just like lit up when I walked in. They were mm. like, we're so excited to see you. Like, this is crazy that you're here on a Thursday. And I just remember like walking in and thinking, cause like I, at that point I had prayed for a couple people on, on staff who were like dealing with some things. And I had oh. had conversations with most of them about stuff that they were dealing with. And I just remember they were excited when I walked in and they're never excited when people walk in. I just remember- What do you want? Yeah. That's the- uh, a table for two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I just remember like feeling like this is what it means to like embody Jesus to people and like be the church outside the church. And it was just like, okay, it's making a difference even though they may not be ready to come to church yet or they're not quite there yet, but they, they at least- are open and receptive to the things that I have to say. And like, they see the difference in at least like how I treat them and yeah. things like that. So I think like, to your point, like glorifying Jesus can be done in your mannerisms and how you treat people and how right. you're embodying Jesus, even in the workplace. So there's a side Absolutely. tangent. For real, yeah. If we can't glorify God in the, in the ordinary, then... You're you're missing you're yeah. missing it. Yeah, you know, one day I'll be a martyr for martyr for God. That's wonderful. Show up to work on time now. <laughs> That's the word of the Lord for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not afraid to preach the truth. That's wonderful. Now try practicing grace. <laughs> <laughs> now stop lying yeah. about other things. Yeah, but it's true. Like yeah, yeah. we all fall like that. <clears throat> but that. God wants to work in every corner mm. of our life. We can't just give him the center of the room. The corners matter too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every crevice matters uh, in in what we allow yeah. God to work through because we just, we see it. We see it come out. Yeah. You talked through uh, a quote by John Piper that I thought was really a powerful quote. Um that God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. What do you think the practicality of that looks like as someone's like, well, shoot, maybe I'm not as satisfied in God as I could be. Like, how do I glorify him better if I need to be more satisfied? Like, what's a practical, what are some practical like mindset shifts or, you know, and maybe that's too big of a question, but. Well, I think, some of the songs that we sing, if we can mean it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. about um, the one we used to sing. All I need is you, Lord, is you, Lord. Yeah. All I need is you and a pay raise <laughs> and <laughs> a house right. and a kid yeah. and a wife and new shoes <laughs> and a new step phone. Step-by-step direction for my life. And a car upgrade. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so like- yeah. Because we're actually not satisfied in him. When we're satisfied in him, we don't need any of that stuff. Now, none of that stuff is evil or wrong. Right. But, you know, when, when you, when all you need is Jesus, when you're truly satisfied, Jesus and, and Father God are the soul source yeah. Of joy, pleasure, peace, yeah. comfort. 
then how would that even affect like a dating relationship? Yeah, honestly. So now you're glorifying God in these dating relationships where previously you were more in the Sam Smith spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) The new standard we use. You're a little bit more like Sam Smith. Because you're like, yeah, I'm a believer. I follow Jesus and I, whatever. And, and I, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and so but being I satisfied in Jesus. But I need this person to like me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, be, being satisfied in Jesus allows you, right? What does that do? Well, you begin yeah. to trust him yeah. with your dating relationship. Or if you're satisfied in Jesus, you trust him. You trust him to be able to, to give. If you're satisfied in Jesus, you, you don't develop a drinking problem because it doesn't, well, you're not using um, alcohol to medicate or credit right. cards to medicate. Um, and so it just, and those people who are truly, and we all know them and, and we're trying to become them. Those people who are so deeply con- connected to Jesus, so deeply um satisfied in Jesus that just a normal interaction with them is a, a wow moment. Wow. I want to be like them. Why I want to know Jesus like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I'm full of issues. (laughs) I'm full of wants. I, some of them I talked about publicly, some I haven't yet. Uh, but you know, sometimes it's things I want for my kids or things I want for myself. You know, I don't have, I, I, sometimes I get, uh, sometimes I get jealous. I mean, I do get, I mean, I shouldn't say I get jealous of people. I say sometimes, but I I don't want to make it seem like it's a once a year occurrence. (laughs) I get jealous of people. I get jealous. Um, you know, a life of life in ministry is sometimes different than other people's lives. Um, and Sometimes because of how Michelle and I choose to live our life, we purposely give up stuff. Yeah. But then I, but then I can regret it later. So the story I've told before is when we were trying, was it, when we were trying to buy this building, we did a, a campaign. It was before Kingdom Builders, but a campaign to mm. buy the building. So we made everybody in the church who wanted to, they made a two-year pledge. Here's what I'll give over the next two years to to get a down payment to buy the building. Right. And so we made our pledge and and it was a lot. <laughs> and at the same time, um, I had gotten a bunch of free wood and I was trying to build my kids a tree house. And it, a year had gone by in the project and I had been out of free wood. The only thing there was a platform. You can't let kids play on a platform. Up in the air. With no walls, <laughs> 12 feet up in the air. Yep. And I remember walking through the backyard and talking to God. Like, God, I'm I'm glad to be giving this, but I've got this tree house here and I don't want to neglect my kids. Mm. And I don't know what to do, God. I, I'm glad to give. I know we're doing what you told us to. It is getting hard though right now. Yeah. And 
I can't do this. I can't do other stuff. Christmas is going to be way different this year yeah. because we're given all of our excess mm. and I don't expect you to do anything about it, but I'm just, I'm complaining with a grateful heart, maybe, you know, just having that conversation <laughs> with them. Yeah. And we don't even live that that house anymore. So the treehouse doesn't even matter. No, eventually <laughs> I did finish it. It yeah. has some pretty, <laughs> has some nice, beautiful Instagram pictures that go with it. Yeah. Um, Featured but, on, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny homes. <laughs> um, but it didn't even matter. So right. now years later, what matters more? Well, I'm way, you know, I love to show off the treehouse pictures. But I love more what God's done here. Yeah. And my kids are way more excited about the house of God than the yeah. treehouse. I was going to say the. I saw that as the fruits of it. Like, no, the the outcome that your kids have, uh, the heart that your kids have towards missions and giving show that you've modeled that sacrifice. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we want to do that too. Like they could have such nice VR systems or whatever. Like they yeah. could at least pocket some of that speed, the light. Um, but they're just, they're just giving awesome. it, yeah. You know what I mean? Their heart for that. I just think that's, that is such a way to glorify him. And that sets a bar. Like I know for us in our family, like we were, from that example, we were excited when Eloise gave for the first time and got a letter from the church thanking her. We were like, oh my gosh, like we, can we start this heart this early as well? And so I know that's just from seeing your kids. And that made us want to do it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's just cool. <laughs> I know, I know in, in my life, you, you, you talk through like being satisfied within relationships. I know you see even things that could come across as, as godly and you're working through like, I want to have a godly marriage in my life and I want my wife to be happy and joyful within the marriage that we have. Um, but over the years coming to a realization that there's an area that, um, I was seeking in my marriage of, I want approval from my wife. And if God's asking me to lead a certain way, I need to make sure that, you know, and it's not even anything Haley's projecting, but I've got to sweeten the pot and figure out how, how can I make sure she's, uh, happy and satisfied in this. And, and my, my identity was coming a lot of like, how does she appreciate it? And then figuring out that that's actually causing her to, she wish I led the family better and led the family more. Why are you running everything by me? And all this stuff, because I was trying to get an identity in her. And all of a sudden now, you know, over the years, and she's been able to share like, hey, I feel like you're finally leading the family because you stopped asking me so much about, if, if we could do something and you, instead you come, Hey, I think God's calling us to this. And, and just that idea, I spent a lot of years and I still work through that of trying to gain an identity from or acceptance from someone other than God yeah. and then catching it and being like, no, stop. Like what only matters is that I'm satisfied in God and who he sees me as and that I'm following him. I think that's, <clears throat> that's kind of my bigger struggle with, glorifying him in, in all areas and being satisfied in him in all areas. 
marriage has a way of exposing our deficiencies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, marriage doesn't solve any problem. It uh, amplifies them. Yeah. So if there's an area in your life where you where you're not going to Christ, you know, then that's going to show up worse in the marriage. So yeah, if absolutely. it's uh, if you feel lonely now, a relationship's not going to solve it. Mm. If you feel sad now, a relationship's not going to solve it. If you have um, money issues now, being married to someone with a lot of money is <laughs> not going to solve it. Right. Like it's just, um, you know, we want to be disciples of Christ and come in as much as we can whole, but we're, None of us are the finished finished Rubik's cube yet. Right. We're just yeah. making sure we're on that process. That's so good. And a good just a something that I've done over the years. I I I have to pray at least twice as much. God change me, as I pray. God change Michelle. Yeah. It's at least got to be a two to one. Hopefully, it's a <laughs> ten to one. Yeah. But anything, yeah, anything off that ratio. Dangerous. God, I can't change her. You can, but I can't change me. So, and you can change me. So, because my, you got to change me. Yeah, got to change me, God. Got to change me, God. And the same with kid issues. I'm gonna parent them. I'm asking you to work in their heart, but help me. Help me to be a better yeah. dad. Same with staff issues. <laughs> yeah. God, I can change where they work, but. You can change my heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, to wrap this episode up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's really good. For for people trying to to dive into this a little bit more as we're as we're getting through the end, do you have um, do you have book recommendations or any podcast devotional, anything that you feel like would help in this topic? Um, well, we, um, I just started because Michelle just bought a book, Honors Reward. So I started reading that this week and I would recommend that so far, three pages in, right? Because part of- I finished (laughs) chapter one. uh, uh, Yeah, I finished chapter three. Part of- Always got a flex. Well, it was not a competition. I was just, (laughs) I said three pages in, I meant three chapters in. Mm. The, it's conveniently waited for me to say where I was. I'm just kidding. The um, <laughs> yeah, how many books have you read this year? No, it's the, <laughs> the, the thing that I'm learning in that book, right? Part of how we honor God, or how part of how we glorify God is how we honor, glorify those around us. Yeah. So. I think that can be part of, part of it. Like we're not, we're we're missing out on things that God has for us based yeah. on how we're interacting with other people in our life. Mm. So that that's certainly a book I haven't finished yet, but that's one. Um, I can't think of another one off the top of my head. We're not in my office, so I can't look at my bookshelf. Right, you can't look behind you. Pulled him out of his element. Your <laughs> library. 
No, I'd agree though. I, I a chapter in on that book, not as far, but a chapter in on that book. I I agree. Um, that's table of contents is not considered a chapter. Dang it! All right, <laughs> I haven't started yet. <laughs> He's got the synopsis down. <laughs> yeah. The uh, what's it called? What's the notes you look up online? I forget. I was homeschooled. I didn't have to. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. The cliff notes seem really great. No, that's good. I think that's a good reminder and a good inward reflection that we need to look at. Replay, replay your week. Have you glorified God in everything that you've done in your conversations with your friends, your coworkers, your spouses, your kids? Like, have you glorified God? My answer is not in everything. And, and really <laughs> the ways we glorify God again, because it's, we always think of it like, okay, I'm going to glorify God. I better, you know, I'm going to glorify God at school. I better stand on my lunch table and pray out loud. <laughs> right. Uh, man, I better bring my acoustic guitar and lead my family and learn how to play acoustic guitar and lead my family in, in worship songs. And glorifying God is like taking a Sabbath, glorifying God. Yeah. Mm. Putting, you, you know, last night it was... Um, Kids were like, Dad, will you play this video game with us? You haven't played in so long, which was true. And so part of glorifying God was me sitting in a room by myself <laughs> in front of a TV playing video games with them because they were on other devices and other rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a lot of fun playing video <laughs> games together all alone in a room. Spending quality time with digital versions of my boys. <laughs> um, but that's, that's glorifying to God because that is glorifying to God. Playing Fortnite is glorifying to God. It is. And we, we like wrestle against that. I remember being... Um, 19 years old and being an internship and the youth pastor telling me eating food is one of the most spiritual things we do. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. And because that's definitely not something I was taught growing up, but yeah. every, what you look at Jesus, what is he doing? He's sharing meals with people <laughs> everywhere yeah. over yeah. and over again. And Hey, let's sit down and eat and talk. And yeah, that's so true. We're giving glory to yeah. God through that fellowship. So Thanksgiving's this week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, let's glorify God. Let's let, yeah. you know, cook some good food and eat together. Invite someone over if you're all alone. Find someone to invite you over if you're all alone. Right. And um, yeah, enjoy the day. Yeah. Have fun. Laugh. Take a nap. Be lazy. And enjoy the day the glory of God.
Worshipping the king. 